clubhouse. We do tons of research, and we actually pride ourselves on that. Like you said, you know, there's tons of podcasts out there that are just talking about songs that everybody's familiar with. I mean, they can go listen to the album themselves. I think what we bring to the table is the behind-the-scenes stuff, kind of the funny stories about it, and maybe the stuff you didn't know. So that's what we try to focus on. I just lie. Welcome to Interview with a Podcast, a Pod Clubhouse original. I'm Caroline from Daily Review. And I'm Mike from Pop Culture Review. Each week on Interview with a Podcast, we sit down for a chat with a podcast or website and its creators. Here at Pod Clubhouse, our main goal is to create a community of collaboration among podcasters and their friends. If someone has something to say, has a passion for a topic, we want the Clubhouse to be a way for content creators to find their voice. Through Interview with a Podcast, we'll be able to highlight a diverse array of podcasts from TV to music, movies to comedy. Maybe it'll be a sports podcast one week or a DIY home projects podcast. Hopefully we can help you discover the next must-listen-to true crime podcast. Each episode gives you, the listener, a chance to meet and decide if their podcast is a fit for you. That's right. We've got two goals here. With Interview with a Podcast, we hope to be a destination for listeners to get curated podcast recommendations. And for content creators, we hope to be an outlet to increase visibility and listenership. It's the rising tide lifts all boats approach to collaboration. If there's a podcast you think we should feature on Interview with a Podcast... Send us a DM, and we'll see if we can set up an interview. And with that, I think it's time we get to this week's guest. This is Paul. And this is Mike. Welcome to Interview with a Podcast. Tonight, we're talking with Dee and Jason from Surely You Can't Be Serious Podcast. How you guys doing tonight? Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for having us. I am so excited to be on the show. I am most excited that I don't have to edit this podcast after I'm done <laughs> recording it. <laughs> That's very funny. I just got to be a guest on a podcast, which doesn't happen very frequently. And I was like, man, I just come talk for a couple hours, and then I leave, and it's fantastic. I was really super psyched. Thanks for having us, guys. Well, I'm looking forward to doing this as well so anyone who recognizes the shout out the name of your podcast surely you can't be serious if you're like me you're thinking that's a really funny line from airplane from way back when tell us a little bit about surely you can't be serious we have an argument that we have to settle in each in each podcast so jason and i used to be we used to live in the same neighborhood used to be neighbors and we knew each other pretty well one day my wife said to me um listen you've got to get a an operation because if you keep snoring like you do, I'm not going to be sleeping in the same bed with you anymore. It's like okay, uh, that's troublesome. So we go we go to church and talk to our ENT friend who's there, and he's like, "Well, I do ears, but I can tell you what my partner's going to say, which is, have you gained ten pounds in the last ten years?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, that's it. That's why you're snoring." And I was like, "Okay." He goes, "You don't need to cut your face open. You just need to lose some weight." And so I was like, "Okay, I'll go lose some weight." And I started working out. And Jason said, "Hey, are you running?" And I was like, "No, I don't like to run." And he says, uh, "Why don't you go run with me, man? I love running, and you know, it'll give us a chance to hang out together." And I was like, "Okay." So we both have kids. Kids, young kids at this time. And he comes at 930 at night, knocks on the door and says, all right, let's go. We start going and we go, we get out of the neighborhood and right in front of me is this hill. And I'm like, what the heck? How did you find a hill in Oklahoma for us to run up? This is ridiculous. I said, how far are we going? He says, we're going to go two miles. I was like, okay, I'm just not afraid to quit. I just want you to know I'm totally cool with quitting this run anytime <laughs> during, during the process. Uh, we run up the hill and run back down and I managed not to quit. We talked the whole time, so it wasn't boring, but we're talking about stuff that 
you know, there, there are like three things other than my family and God that I love in life, and that's food, movies, and music. And basically, that's what we talked about the entire run. We started doing that every single night. Occasionally, Jason would say something ridiculous like, you know, I think that the bad album by Michael Jackson is better than the Thriller album. And I'd be like, no, that's that's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> that's the best-selling album of all time. Why would you say that bad is better than the Thriller? And we would have this discussion while we ran. I ended up running a marathon a few months after this. And Jason, about halfway through, was like, listen, I know that you're enjoying this and all, but my wife isn't happy about me being out with my buddy for an hour and a half every single night. So so I'm going to quit doing this. <laughs> but he would run with me on the short runs and we would have these conversations. And then fast forward 10 years later, he calls me up and he goes, hey, what would you think about a podcast on the series Frasier? Would anybody listen to that? And I said, no, I don't think anybody would want to. <laughs> That's real niche podcasting right there. <laughs> I said, you know, if you did one on Cheers, I mean, that would be great. I'm sure you get a huge audience if you did Cheers. And he's like, oh, no, no, Frasier is better than Cheers. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that's that's totally <laughs> wrong. Wow. And so we talk about it for a minute. We hang up. I drive for about 10 more minutes and I call him back and I go, what if we did a podcast where we take all these dumb ideas that you have and I, I explain why you're wrong? How about we do that? And so that's, <laughs> that's how our podcast was born. How do you guys decide what to talk about. It's hard because we have to find things that are somehow related, at least in our minds, to compare that there's not an obvious winner and loser. So like one of our first episodes, our first episode was that original conversation about Bad and Thriller. And then later on, we were like, okay, what's the best? What do you think the best movie of the 80s is? And Jason picked Raiders of the Lost Ark and I picked Back to the Future. And so we had, I mean, that was a four episode contest between those two movies about all of the things that are similar about them. What we really do is we kind of like dive in and and get the behind the scenes and the funny stories that go along with it. And we spend most of our time laughing at each other's stupid stories about these movies and only a little bit of time really arguing about which one's better or worse. It's just, it's fun to make those comparisons. You know, it's funny when I was warming up for this podcast, I found that series in your pile of, of episodes and I started listening to that just coincidentally, just cosmically, a book called Ready Player Two dropped today. And yeah, I, yeah. And, and I've been listening to that. And, you know, that's just dripping in the same sort of nostalgia that in the same era that you guys care about and, and I care about because I'm a child of the 80s uh -huh. as well. It's interesting to run into all those things all in the same day. We are huge Ready Player One fans, actually. Yeah, Jason actually yeah. introduced me to that book. I went through it at least a couple of times. And then when the movie came out, we were there together on opening day. We we love the book. We're part of a, a several Facebook groups, but a few of them are specifically dedicated to Ready Player One and Gunters. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, a lot of people shit on the movie. I, I like the movie, but it didn't hold up to the book. Oh, it's yeah, it's not even close. But two different things. The movie is enjoyable, but yeah, the book is fantastic. Why limit yourselves to the, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, earliest of like 2000s nostalgia? Is there a reason why or is it just so you could set parameters for yourself on the show? I think it's easier for us because we're way more familiar with that stuff and way more comfortable discussing it. It's low-hanging fruit for us, you know? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much everything that's come out in the last 20 years has been pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately, I took 
took a look, and I, I'm a, I'm a very open minded. That's the most Gen Xer thing that we're going to get this episode. <laughs> I think I, I think we're all pretty comfortable with that. So, <laughs> and you can say that it's because I have kids that I think this way. But I, if I look at the movies from the last twenty years, if you do the top twenty. Ten of them have to be Pixar or some other animated type of thing like that. Those have become the best movies. You throw in Christopher Nolan's Batman series and some of his other movies and those movies, and you've got the top 20 movies of the last 20 years, and there's not much else at all. Wow. I can agree with that. I mean, in terms of like rewatchability, there are, there are, you know, prestige type movies, but I don't know if I'm going to watch more than once. Whereas I can watch Endgame a million times and, and still be happy with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and that's, I think, kind of the fun thing about the stuff that you guys are doing. You're looking at the TV series, if you want to call them that, the streaming series with the, was it the Undoing Project? Is that the name of one of them? The Undoing, yep. Uh, the, so you get the Undoing and you have Shits Creek and you have some of these other series that you guys deal with. And that's the best thing that's on right now are those are those streaming series. What we get in the theater, if they happen to be open, is nothing compared to those things. So you guys are picking the best of what's out there right now, for sure. In a lot of ways, TV has become the prime media for peak quality in, in a lot of ways. You know, and I think it's not just movie stars going to TV, but I think I think there's this respectability. There's so much more money available to do high-end productions. So I think a lot of the things that would have been prestige movies years ago are now prestige limited series TV shows or just really high-quality, high-production value, high-polish, you know, HBO shows or Netflix or Amazon or FX or AMC, you know, like one of those kind of premium things. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like the peak age for television. But I think it, yeah, movies sure. have taken a backseat because of that. Yeah, I think when The Sopranos came out, there was, there was a paradigm shift shift in what was the most enjoyable and rewatchable media. I think that from that, we had a tipping where things, it, it didn't happen just immediately, but definitely there were a lot more series that, that made you dive in and you could flesh it out more because you had so much more time to develop characters and plot lines and stuff like that. The only problem I have with that is that's also about the same time that I started having kids. So mm -hmm. I literally... I don't have time to sit down and watch 10 hours worth of <laughs> worth of stuff. So it's much easier to go and revisit, you know, you know, a two hour, hour and a half uh, long movie that we watched when we were kids. You know, I'll tell you what's the best thing on TV right now, in my opinion, is The Mandalorian. Ah. And that kind of fits our demographic. And I think it's the best thing Star Wars wise since Empire Strikes Back. I think it's fantastic. What would you guys consider your target demo? I'd say our target demo are people who enjoy pop culture from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mostly men, but uh, we've got a, a fair amount of ladies, too. I bet you can relate to the following sentiment, then. This is, this is a problem that I have with my own life. <laughs> if, if I run into someone who admits to either A, having not seen Star Wars, or having seen just sort of like a smattering of Star Wars, I can't really continue a relationship <laughs> with that person. Yeah, exactly. There was a podcast out that I was looking at where it was two women who were probably in their 30s and they were comedians but they were they had never seen the Star Wars series and mm -hmm. they were going back and watching it and 
almost making fun of it as they're watching it. And I'm just thinking, who's going to listen to this? I mean, I'm... <laughs> so that's, that's newcomers with Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer. And it is very divisive, that podcast, because, because they're funny. They're funny. And, but, you know, you have to be real careful with the Star Wars community because oh my gosh. they don't always have the best sense of humor about themselves uh, and, and about the IP itself. And so, yeah, I mean, so Lauren Lapkus is actually married to a super nerd who is very into Star Wars. Oh, uh, nice. He's an actor named Mike Castle. And so it, it, he was fun to listen to reactions because you could hear him sometimes in the background, his head just exploding. <laughs> Say. You know, like Nicole Nicole Byer walks out of that podcast and she's like, the Christmas special was the best thing Star Wars ever did. Oh my god. She's like, I've watched it on YouTube like nine times now. It's the greatest oh thing gosh. that they've ever did, you know. Oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, your head would have fucking exploded listening to this thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so I, like I like Nicole. You know, I'm a fan of Nailed It. I love Lauren Lapkus. I'm a big fan of hers. From you know, she's a great improv uh, comedian. I'm pretty chill with it. And even for me, I was like, Why are you even doing this? What is happening? <laughs> uh, if you can imagine, they're they're currently in their second season. They're doing the Lord of the Rings. Everything Lord of the Rings. Oh, so man. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. It's intense. But yeah, <laughs> do you guys ever find like people reaching out to you, like you know, you should cover this, or you should talk about that, or you know, are you are you getting feedback from listeners either on social media or in comments, telling you, giving you like recommendations, or is it just all from your own imagination at this point? We get it all the time, and we actually ask for it all the time. We're always looking for something because it it, it is difficult to, for example, if you take Purple Rain. Purple Rain is one of the best albums of the 80s but what do i compare it to right you know we're we we've gone back and forth on what can even compare to this album that isn't something that we've already covered that relates in some way and so it was really difficult we we look for people to to say hey what about this you know what about this idea we ask for it and we've gotten a ton of ton of great recommendations we were having trouble cracking the code like what goes with princess bride right it's quirky, it's different, it's beloved by so many people. And uh, we had some, one of our listeners poke up and say, how about Holy Grail? And we thought, yeah, that might be, that might be it. So we love hearing from those, those people with suggestions. I'd have been tempted to say Willow. See, yeah, Willow's fantastic, and, and we kicked that around as well. So, so I, I keep Willow and Lady Hawk in the same basket. In my <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That might say something yeah. about me, I guess, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those few Lady Hawk stands out there. You, know? you guys can hang so. with us. Wait, I could tell this could work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I told you, I, I was raised like a complete like Lord of the Fly situation. So TV was my TV was my entire babysitting TV and my uh, my stolen HBO connection that I had. I mean, that that basically raised me. So did you have a satellite in the backyard too? That's what I grew up with. No, my uncle. So my uncle was a salesman for HBO, and he was in the eighties going around setting HBO up in different markets. And because of that, he like hooked us up with like a some kind of using like the metal antenna on the roof and and like an A B transistor switch that he hooked up on like the back of our TV. We were able to like flip the switch and we had like access to like HBO. So like I watched like Fraggle Rock, like like yeah. original run Fraggle Rock before I had cable. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> nice. You know. 
you seem to be very passionate about music. Where do each of you fall on on the pop culture scale? Are you more movie guys, more music guys, would you say? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say about 50-50. I play, I, you know, I've been musical since... I, since I was a kid and I, I'm like you, I grew up tuning into TV as a babysitter all of the time. So those, I mean, they're two huge facets of my life. I don't think I could pick between the two of this, honestly. I don't know. We, you know, it, it goes back to how you were raised. So for me, it's HBO, the cinema and MTV. And because of that, it was just kind of a big pile of pop culture stuff. And so I, I'm not musical by nature, but MTV had such an impact on my life, and I remember those times and albums and songs, and so we like to cover them. Are you naughty by nature? Hip hop, hooray! That's that counts. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that'll be moving into the area that we're less familiar with. But <laughs> <laughs> honestly, uh, we we've gone through a few things that we weren't terribly familiar with. And once we dove into them, we're like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. I mean, that happened with Nirvana. Nevermind. I I didn't own the album. I listened to, you know, the songs that were on the radio, but I didn't own the album. But when we decided, Hey, let's do this comparison with Pearl Jam 10, which I owned and wore out. I think it's one of the best albums of all time. When I started listening to Nirvana, I had in my head, you, this is the loser that I'm listening to. But once I listened to the whole album, like, Holy cow, this is really, really good. Jason has, is a huge Def Leppard fan. And I, again, I was the hits on them and had never listened listen to anything off of pyromania and by the time we got done comparing pyromania and hysteria which i grew up with i was like i actually like pyromania better it's just it's fascinating to you know put on the headphones like you did when you were a little kid listening to something for the first time and really get reacquainted or newly acquainted with something from 30 years ago that's interesting i mean i was just thinking about the dilemma there with uh with what you do and TV in particular, because so little of it holds up. <laughs> Where the movies and the music, it does. It definitely does. Those right. those things you're talking about will stand the test of time. But will she's the mayor? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to be comparing Alf to anything. <laughs> right. Another but, alien uh, show. <laughs> yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> You know, we, we do have some TV on the slate for down the road. So I think uh, Frasier and Cheers, like we kind of talked about, we talked about okay. maybe doing that one. And that makes sense. Maybe Family Ties and Growing Pains or something like that. So we've got some stuff we're kicking around. Uh, like the family template versus kind of one of the things that came because of that template. I see. It's funny. If, if, if we look at the 2000s for like peak dramas, I think you still have to look at the 80s for the greatest, the greatest run of back to back to back to back, like all time sitcoms. You know, oh the, the gosh, 80s yeah. really defined, you know, they took the, the sitcoms of like the 50s and the 60s and just made it art, you know, made it made it pop culture consumable art. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah, the run is ridiculous in the 80s. One of the things that that, that does hold up in from the 80s that you'll never see again is the Cosby show. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting here, I was just thinking, do I bring this up? It was literally maybe the best sitcom of the 80s, but probably something that's untouchable at this point. Yeah. 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 yeah, you'll never well, see it again, but it's yeah. there. 
Well, I mean, have you guys encountered it? Because this becomes an issue when you're doing a show on nostalgia. It becomes an issue when you have to look at someone like a Michael Jackson, you know, or say if you're going to do the Cosby show as a sitcom. Have you guys had to tackle the discussion of like the art and the artist and, and you know, we could still appreciate thriller and bad without endorsing what may or may not have happened you know, sure. behind the scenes kind of thing. We had a definite conversation about that. I mean, that was, you know, what do we do with this elephant in the room here? And the answer was, we ignore it. We're not going to, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the albums because that's what we're here to talk about. We weren't the stuff that became newsworthy later on was, had nothing to do with what we grew up with. And so we just didn't address it. I mean, other than to say, you know, is this where Michael Jackson became really started showing his weirdness? That was about as far as it went. We don't get political. We don't get religious. We want this to be something that anybody can listen to with their kid in the car and feel completely comfortable. Although we do talk about boobies and strippers a whole lot. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a I, podcast. I, I knew I liked you guys. I knew we could be friends. Apparently, we both enjoy stripper music for some reason. So <laughs> you, tell, you have all that Def Leppard on the list. I was going to say, clearly, you have Def Leppard. I mean, Def Leppard, we've done Motley Crue, we've done Skid Row. So all you're missing is uh, Cherry Pie. <laughs> You just need some white snake and you're, you are set. It's on the slate. You are celebrating more money made $1 at a time than anyone in podcast history. So, uh, you guys actually, one of the things I liked about your show, you know, getting ready and, and listening to a bunch of your episodes was the amount of like research that you guys have. You, it's, it's, it's not just, you know, let's play a track and argue about it. You know, you guys bring a lot of, you know, infotainment to the show. How much are you having to do research? How much? is like stuff you already knew about and you're just kind of bringing you know accessing those recesses of your mind and bringing it forward we do tons of research and we actually pride ourselves on that like you said you know there's tons of podcasts out there that are just talking about songs that everybody's familiar with i mean they can go listen to the album themselves i think what we bring to the table is the behind the scenes stuff kind of the funny stories about it and maybe the stuff you didn't know so that's what we try to focus on i just lie <laughs> I just make up stuff and I pretend like it's true. As long as you update the Wikipedia page before the episode publishes, you're good. Yeah. That's really what I'm hoping for is that Wikipedia updates and somebody puts a citation to our podcast. That's what I want to happen. <laughs> no, I honestly, yeah, there's it, there's a ton of research, but it's fun to do because we grew up with this stuff. And the, the harder part isn't the quantity of research, at least for me, it's finding the stuff that, like you said, is entertaining. I mean, there's, I can give you all kinds of facts and figures from all of the movies and music of the eighties and nineties, but that's not very exciting to listen to. The fun stuff is finding the stories like, you know, that the pilot at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark was an actual pilot that they had been using to find locations. And then 10 years later, he flies in and saves the crew from the uh, hurricane that's coming in while they're filming Jurassic Park. I, I had no idea about that story. I just kind of happened upon it, and and I was just like, "This is amazing!" This guy, <laughs> the guy who's like, "That's just my pet snake, Reggie." He he came in and saved <laughs> people a decade later. It was Jacques. awesome. Yeah, Jacques. Right. Yeah, I for one am the, the kind of guy that really enjoys that kind of back behind the scenes stuff. The uh, you know the, the fact that Harrison Ford had 
explosive diarrhea on the day you're supposed to get in the, the fight with the swordsman and, and that kind of stuff. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> the only person on set I think that didn't have it was Steven Spielberg. And he smuggled in SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the hard part is once the episodes are done, not being that guy who in every conversation when somebody brings up, oh, oh, hey, did you know? And start rambling off this random stuff that we've learned. It's 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 hard not to be that guy. I just have to remember, okay, nobody nobody cares about this as much as you do. Just shut up. Yeah. My friends and coworkers have just gotten they've just had made peace with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D and I were at a backyard barbecue not too long ago and, and uh we were had the eighties music channel on and every song that came on I was, was like well, I can tell you an annoying fact about this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a poker game, and we had we were literally in the middle of recording our Octopussy versus Never Say Never Again episode, and Jason shows me his cards because he's sitting next to me, and he's like, "You know what they call this hand?" And I go, "Yeah, they call it an octopusy." I said, "Should we tell anybody?" He's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> <laughs> Pocket eights, by the way, is an octopus. Is there a memorable moment from the podcast that you say might stand out that listeners might want, might want to go and find? You know, the one that stands out to me, I don't know if it will be as dazzling to our listeners if they go back and listen to it now. But at the time, it was really amazing. So <clears throat> we try to stay several weeks ahead. So we got families and all this activities and junk going on. So we try to stay way ahead. And in the summertime... We had planned to release a Jaws versus Jurassic Park. It's actually a three-part episode. And so we had done that well in advance. And by the time it aired, it just coincidentally hit where the number one and number two movies at the box office, because of COVID, nobody could go to the theater, it was just drive-in only, was Jaws and Jurassic Park. And it, it just happened, and we were just we were jumping up and down. We were so excited that that podcast hit at that time. It's just kind of a weird thing. It was a big year for Empire Strikes Back, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Empire Strikes Back, one of the greatest movies of all time. I think anyone who podcasts will have sympathy with this question. A lot of times we'll, we'll, talk, to, we'll talk to people who are making podcasts, and we, we want to talk to them about a good entry point. What's a good episode to, to get into the podcast where you really feel like maybe it's not your best episode, but maybe it's the best expression of what your show is. And oftentimes it's not your first couple because maybe there's sound, maybe you don't know how to edit, maybe you don't know how which which end to hold the microphone up. Uh, you know, <laughs> so if, if people were going to listen to your show, which for each of you, what would be your best entry point to recommend to people to get into the show? We've we get a lot of comments from people who have entered at different points who are saying, hey, you know, I found you through this episode and now I'm going back and I'm re-listening to episodes, you know, one through 20 or whatever. I think each comparison stands on its own. And I think it just it all comes down to to personal preference. You know, like I've got some of my own personal favorite episodes, but I don't know that I would say any of them are like, hey, this is the best place to start. They all stand on their own. We're ref we refer to various episodes back and forth, but I think that they could come in honestly anywhere and understand what it is we're doing. Uh, surely you cannot be serious, D. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I definitely... I am serious. Don't I, call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. I, I he said the line. I, I think if you... 
are interested in music, I think our Def Leppard Hysteria episode is is definitely one I would listen to. And then we do a pretty in-depth one on Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction I thought was really good. And then uh, my favorite of our movies is uh, we did a Smoking the Bandit versus Cannibal Run that I thought uh, turned out pretty well. Yeah, once again, I think that you've totally got it wrong. <laughs> Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> I, I think that as far as our music episodes go, that Van Halen 1 through 3, I mean, the Van Halen versus Van Hagar is, is got to be one of our most popular ones and one of my favorite to do because Jason's a Van Hagar fan, and so it's fun to be obviously right on something. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that the ACDC, who we compared with Guns N' Roses, I think that that one is full of great stories. So that, I think those are the two best music ones that we have. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Back to the Future. I think that as far as sort of serious movies go, that's definitely our number one, number two, and number three and number four, like the comedies, I would say, Trading Places versus Coming to America. Huge response to that one. And timely, too, with uh, the sequel finally coming out. So. Right. That's right. Right. We had hoped to, like, tie that in a little bit. And we had hoped to do this year, we were planning to do Top Gun versus Maverick. But then Maverick moved from July to December and then from December to next year. And so now that's, you know, hopefully we'll, we're going to be covering it then. The one nice one that we got this go-round was uh, Bill and Ted getting released, though. We went back and forth for a while on that, but we, we got to get Bill and Ted 3 compared to Bill and Ted 1 and 2. If you guys are uh, sadists, you could do the New Mutants and X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not good, huh? I haven't um, seen that one. Less than. <laughs> <laughs> not terrific. Do you guys do guests on your show? Yeah, we actually have a fantastic podcast that we had li both listened to beforehand. Again, Jason introduced me to these guys. It's called the 30-something Movie Podcast. We had communicated with them on Twitter. They're very much like us. They look at movies that were made 30 years ago. So it's still that kind of same idea. They're not doing a comparison, but they're they're taking one movie that came out. You know, we, they've just hit the 90s this year, looking at a movie each week. Our first time to have a guest, we brought John Reed, who's kind of the, the primary guy there. We brought him on and did Superman 1 and 2 versus Man of Steel. And he's a huge, huge Superman fan. So that was a four-hour marathon session that we had to edit down to two reasonably sized episodes. Now, is that is that the Donner cut of two or the theatrical cut of two? We talked about the Donner cut a little bit, but we we always want to try to go with whatever it was we were watching when we when we were that age, you know. So we stuck with the Richard Donner versus Richard Lester. We crammed those two together as one versus Man of Steel. It was fun to go into why there is a Richard Donner cut and what happened with that as well. I bet it was not fun for Donner. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't heard from him. We'd love to hear from him. Yeah. Well, if you if you could have a dream guest, who would that be? Right now, it's Stephen D'Souza, who's the screenwriter of Die Hard. That'd be my number one because that's next on the slate for us. But for me, I, I you know George Lucas, James Cameron, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, guys who were super impactful in the eighties. You know, I mean, I'd love to hear from you know 
Nikki Six. Hey, give us a call. <laughs> None of those guys have podcast listeners, so I'm going to go ahead and say Joe Rogan. I, I would like to have <laughs> Joe Rogan as our guest. That way we get, you know, 100 million podcast listeners listening to our episode. Right, a little cross-pollination there. I, I, would take, I would take 1% of Joe Rogan's listeners. And, and, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, yep. I'd be making more money than I am today. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Gen Xer. He could, yeah. he could jump in on some of the things that we talk about, I think. I'd be afraid to try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Is Die Hard coming up as a, uh, a versus of greatest Christmas movies of all time? We, that is not coincidental. It's absolutely. We are covering Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, two of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Nice. I, I highly, I highly approve. Listen, I'm, I'm just going to be bold. I'm going to say, if you guys ever decide to do a Billy Joel versus Elton John episode, like, definitely call me. I will come. Yeah. I will talk to you guys with, about that for like yeah, six hours. Yeah, all right. So I've, okay, I've so which, let, let me ask that question. Which, which two albums of theirs would you compare? I, I've been thinking about this. I don't know. I want to go through, because I know they both have Russia albums, but Elton John's came out like really recently. That was like a little hook I thought might be interesting, like who did Russia better. Oh, but nice. I want to okay. see like what years matched up in the 80s, because I mean, I think they have such similar styles and obviously they toured together so many times and though did not really like each other. Uh, there was actually a lot of bad blood after every time that they toured together. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the type of stuff we're looking for right there. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah I, I, it, it, I, there's probably a couple of matchups there. I'd have to look. I, I'd want it to be like some kind of hook, not just like two random albums. Them or Madonna versus Whitney Houston. I, I could do either of those. So we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about that. That's a good one. So quick segue, since you brought up Elton John, I don't know how many how many podcasts are you doing? Like, there's a ton. Eight thousand. We do eight thousand podcasts. So. <laughs> So I, I listened to one of the Schitt's Creek's episodes and I was like, oh, Dan Levy, that's, is that Eugene Levy's kid? And I looked it up and Eugene Levy named his son after the song Daniel by Elton John. I love that. I did not know that. And so, you know, they both won an Emmy at the same Emmy show. After the show, Eugene Levy runs into Elton John. And so he's texting Dan to say, hey, you got to come over here. I'm talking with elton john he's all excited and dan hurries as fast as he can but can't get over there in time and he's like oh i missed him he's like well you know what did he say whenever you told him i was named after his song and he was like oh yeah i forgot to mention that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious i just complimented his sunglasses i don't know (laughs) i mean you guys have been doing a podcast for about a year now looking forward what do you see for the show? Like, where do you want to take it? What are, what are goals to reach? Do you have, you know, uh, you have Patreon goals? Do you have uh, spinoff podcasts? Like, what's next? What's on the horizon for you guys? I think ultimately we just want to reach more people that want to hang out. I mean, Patreon is great and listenership is great, but uh, our goal is, you know, for people to feel comfortable, like, you know, like they're at Denny's after the movie, sitting around talking about the movie. So for me, you know, just finding more people that uh, that are entertained by what we do. It's very sweet. I want to take over the world. <laughs> no, I'm 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 kidding. I I I would love to to grow and in, in the business, but he's he's absolutely right. The the personal connections that we're making with our listeners out there are fantastic. 
we've got a couple of different people who have sent us messages saying, hey, I've been listening to your podcast with my kid and it's fantastic because now they're enjoying the movies that I enjoyed or they're enjoying the albums that I enjoyed when I was a kid. We've talked to a guy a couple months ago who he had to drive seven hours because his dad was in hospice with terminal cancer. And he said, you know, your podcast made this horribly long drive an enjoyable drive. I was just like, wow. I mean, I and never in a million years when we started this and we thought, you know, we'll probably have three listeners, two of which are us, you know, I, we weren't thinking we're going to be helping somebody get through a difficult time or make connections with their family. We just we thought we were going to go have some fun. So hearing those things just inspires us to do more and to try to reach that kind of thing with other people as well. I hate it when I get sappy. That's why I always joke about <laughs> oh. stuff like that. Boobs, farts, boobs. Strippers, that's it. Boob, fart, strippers. I know you didn't say farts. I added that. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to besmirch the reputation of strippers. <laughs> so, what do you guys have coming up? Close, like, like in the near term, too, that you might want to plug. So, we just got done doing the Joshua Tree. YouTube's Joshua Tree versus Prince's. Sign of the Times album, both huge albums of 1987. The next thing on the horizon, we're doing Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon, which is the better Christmas movie. And then I think we're going to do, we're going to tackle Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet at the beginning of next year. uh, Still looking for a dream matchup with that one. I think we're also maybe Grease versus Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) <laughs> kind of a dip into the 70s a little bit so yeah we're, we've got some stuff we're excited about where can people listen to the podcast what day of the week does it come out and where can people find you guys on social media if they want to talk to you we release a podcast every tuesday uh morning you can catch us at any podcast app out there i, I went through them today and so far the only one that I think that we're not on yet is Pandora, and I'm not entirely sure why because I applied for that quite a while ago, so I don't want the holdup is there. But any podcast app that you have, we will show up in that feed. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook at Shirley Podcast. That's S-U-R-E-L-Y Podcast. On Twitter, at Shirley Podcast. The web address is theshirleypodcast.com. That's T-H-E-S-U-R-E-L-Y Podcast.com. And then also on Twitter, we're at Shirley Podcast as well. Well, guys, you have been a total blast. We have had a pleasure speaking to you. You know, one of the things that we love here at Pod Clubhouse is bringing on different podcasts, not only to introduce you through IWAP, but to, you know, come back to you then and work together and match you up with other podcast hosts that we work with, other people within the Clubhouse that we work with, and kind of cross-collaborate and mix and match. And so there are different voices out there. So we'd love to be able to invite you guys to come hang out with us in the Clubhouse, talk about a TV show, talk about a movie, talk about an album, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, But but just know that the clubhouse door is kind of always open to you. Awesome. Awesome. Really Thank appreciate you so much. That. I, uh, I was super excited to get to talk to you guys today. Uh, just haven't listened to your stuff. I thought this was going to be a great experience and it was even better than I thought it would be. So yeah, absolutely love to love to be involved with uh, whatever we can anytime. I know you, you guys have been great. So uh, to everyone listening out there, go check out Shirley. It can't be serious podcast. That is the name of their podcast. And don't call them Shirley. And uh, thank you guys <laughs> for listening to interview with the podcast. I'm Mike and I'm Paul. And you can find us on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please remember to rate review and subscribe and try and leave us five stars if you can, or else I don't know, nothing will happen to you, but we'll be sad. <laughs>
thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you.